Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we're two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire are currently reading our book club book together, which is Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black. And this is her first debut novel and it is a YA fantasy. And we are on chapter 21. So we've, we've read quite a bit, I think, of the story. And we're going to talk a bit today about what we've read. We might touch upon a few spoilers, so just be wary if you've not caught up with us or if you know you want to read the book and not have any spoilers, just make sure you're listening, knowing that in mind. So, what do you think so far, Claire? I think this book is so easy to read. And I know I've said that every week, but it is. And sometimes it is so nice to when you've had a busy week and you're going to bed, to have a book that's just good fun and you yes. can just read through it and not think about it or analyse it or it doesn't stir any kind of deep thoughts. You know, it's just like good time fun. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's it, I, I just it, The time that it takes to get through those pages is nothing. They just read off so easily. You know, and I'm re- I, I am actually enjoying meeting the characters and the different character names and things like that. I do think that this character that we've not mentioned has got an alternative side to him, I think. I think he's being yes. nice, but he's not nice. Not nice. Yeah. Is that your feelings about him? Yeah, I feel like what he said to Raven was true in some respects but he doesn't care for her and he will use her to get what he wants. A bit like, to be fair, I guess Jeddak is doing the exact same thing. He's pretending he's here to save Raven and take her away, but actually he wants to take something from her and he's only using her. Yes, he is. And he hasn't been honest. Yeah, he isn't really any better. He's not being honest with her at all. He's not even mentioned Leela, has he? He has just said, you know... I wanted to get you out of the castle and away and and wants to see this map. And if you think about it, it's Jeddak's fault what happened to Hen, which I won't disclose what happened to Hen, but something bad happened to her. Yeah. And it is definitely Jeddak's fault because if he hadn't intervened and then run away, none of this would have happened. Exactly. He's actually stirring up a lot of trouble. Mm. (laughs) But for someone that comes across a bit like the hero of the novel... He, he stirs up more trouble than he solves. Yes. But I'm not sure we can divulge what happened in these pages because I feel like it's it's quite a spoiler in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, where it ended, I have to say, I wanted to keep reading. Yes. I was like, oh, where are they going to go now? This is a hurdle that, you know, was hinted upon as we were going through these pages, but now that they know about it, where are they going? What are they going to do? What allies are they going to meet? Are we going to learn more about the different kingdoms and why they're warring? I'm just, in my mind, I'm thinking, what are the characters we're going to meet along this journey? Because the Mm. plan hasn't gone to plan. So what's next? And Mm. I do think she's really good at putting in those sort of hooks that make you go, oh gosh, where are we going to go now? Because I didn't mm. even know how Raven was going to get out of her predicament, but she did. Mm-hmm. And now she's in another predicament, <laughs> or they're both in another predicament. And it's, yeah, 
we're just not quite sure where it's going to take them but it's starting this journey anyway but Jeddak is clearly not going to get any more help from any other sources at mm. the moment unless of course he chooses to leave Raven, Raven. I don't think he, he will <laughs> no <laughs> I'm looking forward to them becoming friends because they're not really enemies I wouldn't really say it's an enemies to lovers trope but they're not friends either so mm. almost like strangers that have to rely upon each other so I think it'd be quite nice having them get to know each other I say enemies to lovers I've just got a feeling there's going to be flirtation here between the two just from what the blurb said what Laurel said in her interview so I think that's going to be fun to unpack as we move forward into the book yeah, I do think that, I don't know, I feel really kind of sad if that does happen for Leela in a way, because she seems a really lovely person. And if, you know, he, I feel that if he ends up going off with Raven, what about Leela? But what happens if Leela's not actually who she appears yeah. to be? Because Jeddak's best friend didn't like her. And actually, she well. appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Won his affection and then was mysteriously taken. So actually, has she been taken or is the Bear King just using her to get Jeddak to do his bidding? And she's in on it. Oh my goodness, I never even thought about that. Well, you see, I've been thinking as we've been reading this that why would why did we meet the best friend? Why would the best friend talk about suspicions of Layla? Why did we learn that piece of information? Is it because she's putting seeds into the book that Layla isn't as good as we think she is? And it would make sense, because why would the Bear King want to hold someone like that? It, do you know what I mean? Mm. She did win his affection really quickly and appeared mm. out of nowhere to do so. I've read enough fantasy to know that that's suspicious. <laughs> I think you could be right, Sophie. I think you could be maybe, right. Maybe, maybe. But if we I'm wrong, see. I do feel sorry for Leila. Yeah. Gosh, I don't feel quite so sorry for her now if that's going to be right. <laughs> if it's right, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> do I get an award? <laughs> so, Claire, where are we reading to next? Oh, gosh, yes. Well, possibly chapter 28, I think which will take us to page 259. I think wow, we'll so that's always, that It's well. always like a steady 60 pages, isn't it? Yeah, but we just I just seem to rattle through it. Same. I've read it within like two days of us finishing recording. Yeah. To the point yeah. where now I've had to get another book on my Kindle because <laughs> I can't read any more of that one. <laughs> so fabulous. We're going to be reading to chapter 28 next week. As always, do read along with us. Let us know your thoughts. You can obviously leave us uh, feedback on the podcast itself, a review that always helps us out for other listeners finding us. Um, So please do drop a review if you are listening either on iTunes or Spotify, any of those platforms. It'd be really helpful for us. But otherwise, what else have we been reading, Claire? Well, I'm still reading California Scheming by Gavin Bain. I think I'd only really started reading it last week, hadn't I? Yeah, and it was a crazy premise. Yeah, it is crazy, yeah. And so I'm well over halfway into the book, and it is a true story about these two Scottish guys who pretend they are American rappers. 
and I'm at the point in the book where they've actually not long signed a record deal with Sony and oh it's so like difficult because they a little bit before that Sony wanted to, them to go back to America to sign a record deal there and um, the other guy was called Bill was really keen and was like yeah 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 we'll go out to America and then the Gavin Bain character basically said we can't because if we travel to America our passports are British um, so you know and they've never been to America they've never been to California which is where they say they come from this place oh, in California gosh. so how can you do that and so they turned round and said no we don't want this deal in uh, America we're staying in England and and anyway the Sony signed them up in England but there's lots of <laughs> you can see that there's lots of plot holes that are definitely going to start happening and you know they went on this MTV channel as rappers and two people had seen them who lived who they knew from Dundee and had commented aren't they from Scotland isn't that Bill from Scotland who I had a scrap with at the, at the outside the chip shop They're obviously the record company or that haven't picked up on it so it's all uh, it's all going to start coming out I'm at that type time in the book where it's all going to start going crazy but the record company are also kind of starting to pull their ranks by saying they don't want them to swear in the songs because they won't get played on Radio 1. They keep mixing it with other music and they don't like that. And, yeah, it's... I mean, these guys are really talented. they talented rappers. This is what's quite frustrating. And they've got themselves into this hole now that is clearly not... It's not going to end good. That's... That's just such a crazy concept. Crazy idea. Yeah. I don't... Like... Again, how did Sony not pick up on the fact like you've got two American rappers but they're living in England mm. and don't want to go back to America even though that's where the music was probably booming mm. and they get more... So it, I just... That, I just don't get it. Just be Scottish and rap. But as you say, maybe it was different times. Maybe that just wasn't an option. But it's good. I'm quite, I am quite yeah. enjoying it. Well, it's a crazy story. I mean, that is entertaining yeah. in itself, just to be like, what is going to happen next? Yeah, I have listened to a couple of their tracks on Spotify, and it's it's not really my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be mine either. Rap is not my style. It's too sweary or too derogatory. Yeah, exactly. I don't see exactly. the artistry in it. No. I prefer no. poems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite impressed that they are managing to speak American all the time. Yeah, that you is know. impressive. Because, Scot yeah. you know, Scottish accent's quite distinctive. And it's quite funny because somebody in the Sony company, there's this woman, and she says, I'm not being funny, but we think that your American accent is too much. It's like you're putting it on. Sort of thing. They've said that to them and they're like, <laughs> you need to calm it down a bit. You need to calm that Americanism down a bit. <laughs> That's crazy. 
What have you been reading? I'm still reading the same book, which is Welcome to the Hyomdong Bookshop. I, 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 every time I, I, I listen to people pronounce that and my brain just doesn't compute it. But anyway, I'm still reading this really lovely book, which is by Huang Bo Riem and translated by Shana Tan. And I've got about 100 pages left in this novel. And strangely, this book is taking me a very long time to read, not because I'm not enjoying it, but because it's a very philosophical book. It's one where you have to read every sentence, but like properly read it and almost digest what it's telling you. And then you're thinking about the messaging behind that, which sounds tiring. It's not. It's actually really fulfilling and I really enjoy what the book's saying, but it just means that I'm taking my time with it. Because I always find with reading sometimes, when you look at YouTubers or Instagrammers, they're like, oh, I read like 90 books this year and I read 20 this month. And you're like, but are you sitting and actually enjoying that book? Because if you're reading it in a day, have you enjoyed it? But anyway, Mm. so I'm still reading this book because it's one that I really want to sit back and digest. And it does make me feel quite peaceful when I read it. But I can't read loads of it at once. You know, like Laurel Blacks, I can read like seven chapters and I could happily read more because it's like good fun and a good time. Whereas this, it's just, there's a lot more thinking. Um, But there's a bit of a love story that started to blossom between two characters and it is so sweet. And the book's all about understanding people, loneliness and just making your way in life and what happiness means to different people and I just think it's really really nice it's a really nice book and you know the chapter titles are really nice as well you know there's one you always know that's going to be a good chapter when it's like a restful Sunday evening and you're like oh that's going to be a peaceful chapter Mm. (laughs) so it is really really good so I'm still reading that and I'm pretty sure I'll be reviewing that in our next podcast But as I said, because I'm reading Laurel Black's book too quickly, I had to get another book on my Kindle to tide me over. So I thought I would start my first classic read. And I wanted to pick quite a small classic because I think maybe if I pick the smaller ones, it won't be so bad. So I've gone for one that everyone said is really good. And I don't know a lot about this book, but it's only 65 pages. And that's Charlotte Perkins Gilman's The Yellow Wallpaper. Oh. What's that Have you ever heard of that one? Uh, well, no. I know, I know um, my sister studied it at A-level and it's quite a... Um, it's one of those texts that you usually study. So it's... I, I thought it was quite a popular classic. But I'm not really sure what it's about. I've gone in not knowing too much about it. But so far... I'm about 20% in, and it's about this woman that lives with her husband who's a doctor, and I think her brother's a doctor as well, and they're convinced she's got, like, hysteria. So they're like, oh, you've got to stay inside, you've got to go on these walks, whereas she's like, that's not what's wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with me, or there's this other thing wrong with me, and no one's, like, believing her, so it's all... She's writing the book, but they won't let her write, so she has to write in, like, secret. And she's writing down her thoughts and what's been going on. But her husband's, like, taking her away to, like, this house that isn't their house to sort of recuperate and calm down. But in the bedroom, there's this really horrible yellow wallpaper. (laughs) And she keeps talking about how happy or calm she is. And then she'll focus on how much she hates the wallpaper. 
But like I say, it's very early days, but I've got a feeling it might be quite a feminist read about women's place in society and how maybe they weren't believed or, um, you know, illness, or maybe she does have hysteria. I don't know. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it's reading really nicely. For a classic, it's really easy to digest. But I don't actually know when it was written, to be honest. But it, it's it's not like Virginia Woolf that was really hard to read. <laughs> it's um, very conversational and you want to keep reading. And I think because it is so small, the pacing's really nice. Yeah. Oh, it sounds interesting. It, it isn't a book it is. I've heard of. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to Google it because I don't want to spoil anything. So I think it's got quite a good ending, which is why people study it. But that's why I don't know when it was published or because do, <laughs> do you do you think the male characters in the book are trying to make her feel ill like she's got something wrong with her they're being quite demeaning aren't they they're being quite yeah I think it's one of two things they're either making her feel like there's something wrong with her just because she's a bit different or she's independent and she has traits that maybe weren't desirable when back in those days yes or maybe she is a hypochondriac and thinks she's really ill and they know there's nothing wrong with her i don't know it, it could go two ways that's interesting i look forward to hearing the end of that yeah <laughs> so that's what i'm reading at night when i when i run out of laurel black uh, i'm reading this and because it is so short i have lined up another classic after this that was recommended by one of our students i met them out and about in the world and they were like ah I heard you don't like classics try this one next so once I finish the yellow wallpaper I'll be reading the book that they recommended after that oh are you going to tell us or are you keeping <gasps> it a secret I'll keep it a secret because then if they listen to the podcast they'll be like oh was it my recommendation was oh. it my recommendation <laughs> <laughs> I see we've got a couple of ex-students following us now I believe Yes, which is lovely, isn't it? Mm, yeah, and I really hope they're lovely. all still reading. Yes, <laughs> as as for people that weren't ex students, me and Claire were librarians, so we always want to make sure people are reading all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. But I'm I'm really interested with this classic book, and I think maybe this could be one of the first classics that gets me over that hump. You know, I think the last classic I enjoyed was probably. Lolita and I use enjoyed in the loosest terms because actually it was a really horrible book but because of that it kept me reading right but then I didn't I always find with classics there's always this point where I go I don't know if I've understood this (laughs) whereas this Mm. book I think I'm understanding it so far yeah they're just sometimes a bit complicated and a bit deep aren't they Mm. but I suppose then you can read into it what what you think it might mean so that is all for this week make sure you follow us on our instagram at lounging with books please do listen to obviously all of the podcast episodes if you've missed one leave us a review as well that always helps and make sure you read up to chapter 28 in laurel black otherwise it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me